We've got a great, we've got a great mother-in-law and a great father-in-law that's raised up their kids in the way of the Lord. And in the end, the word says they will not depart. So that's very important. That's a generational blessing that you can pass on to your children and their children and their children. Down the lines. Amen. Amen. Starting a legacy. But my sermon today is on perseverance. You know, if those kids don't persevere through school, they won't make it. Perseverance. They've had to show perseverance through school. Press on, even though the times are, times are hard. <clears throat> you got to persevere through the hard times. Perseverance is vital to our growth in the Lord and faith. You got to have perseverance to grow in faith. No matter what happens, we have to learn to overcome, overcome obstacles, difficulties, trials, tribulations. We have to overcome all of those things in order for us to experience victory, amen? Victory in our lives, and our families. You know, you guys know my model. Never give up, never surrender. <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> it's another one. But in Psalms 46, 1 through 11, it says this. Basically, God is not done with you yet. So no matter how old you are, or young, but how old, God is not done with you yet, and how young you are, God is just starting with you. Amen? God is our refuge and our strength and our ever-present help in trouble. Remember that. Write that down and memorize it. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. That means God is with you. Wherever you are, wherever you go, in thick or in thin, he's next to you. He's present. He's right there. He sees, he knows, he's omnipresent, right? Always present. Omnipotent, always knowing, right? We can go on. Therefore, we will not fear... Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. 
He breaks the bowl and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. God is in control, amen? He knows the beginning and end of your life. He knows the beginning and end of nations. He is in charge ultimately. Even though the seas may roar and the mountains may fall, God is still in control. Even though things all around us seem like they're out of control, for example, China building <clears throat> military bases in Cuba, not only that, but they're bringing over military men through the southern border. And not only are they Canada, our neighbor training them in warfare, winter warfare, winter combat, winter survival, whatever. Not only of all of that going on, but then we're seeing all the other chaos around us with the weather and all the uproars and the flooding and the fires. You know, it wasn't too long ago an event happened here that I've never even seen in my lifetime and in many of your lifetimes, I think in all of our lifetimes, where we actually smelt the wildfires from Canada and it covered our whole state pretty much with, a, with an orange smog and smoke. That never before have I experienced anything like that in my life. It just shows you how close we are to the end of days. But it also shows us how little we are and how great big God is. Because God is bigger than all those things. He can make the elements melt with the word of his mouth. And you know, Jesus is coming back. And it says when he stands on one on the Mount of Olives, he's going to split that in two. We are here of wars, rumors of wars, all kinds of crazy things happening. <clears throat> but keep an eye on Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's where we need to be focused. We need to focus and see what's going on overseas. We don't hear much about it in our media because they got us like oh, distracted in one area while they're doing something else. It's like don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Let's keep the American population over here busy and occupied with what's going on over here. But in the meantime, we're doing this and this and this. Just like, did you know that, that New York State just passed a bill about digital currency that is going to take place in 2023, December? Just happened. That everybody's going to go to a digital New York State is leading the way in our nation, in our country. I just found that out this morning. Crazy. It's just another way for them to take control of you. You know, I've noticed even down in the streets of Owego, looking at all of the lights. You know, you ever stand there and you ever look at the stoplights downtown Owego and you see the metal post there just ready for the camera to be placed? 
We're turning more and more into a socialist state right before our eyes so that people can be, they can monitor you. The reason why they want to go to a digital currency is so that that way they can tax you to death and get pinch every penny out of you and bleed you for what they can. It's a control. They want control of your life. They don't trust you. Isn't that incredible? Your government does not trust you. I'm saying this. We don't, I don't trust our government. What they've done, who our leadership is right now, it's terrible. Anyways, all of that, all of the uproaring, all of my disgust with everything that's going on, don't worry, God's in control. God will take care of us if we follow him and stay close to him. Amen? God will take care of us. Although the seas may roar and the mountains may rise and fall, we are focused on Jesus, on Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, because no matter what's going on around us, he will make a way where it's impossible. Just like we just sang up there. Praise the Lord, right? When things go bad, what we should do is start praising the Lord. Amen? When we start seeing things going crazy, praise the Lord, oh my soul. That's about all the movement I got anymore. My feet are stationary. <laughs> They're not moving, just swinging. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Our God is alive. Amen. He's still in control. He made the walls of Jericho fall. He can make the walls around us fall right before our eyes. He parted the sea for the Israelites. He'll part the sea for you who believe, who have faith. Amen. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says this. So what should we do? So we should not weary and do good. Not get weary in doing good. And I was reading this, and I thought, wow, weary. That is a tactic of the devil, and that is what's happened to the church. The church has grown weary. They've grown weary. I've grown weary. I've gotten tired. Weary. Definition of weary is feeling tired or showing tiredness, especially as a result of excessive exertion or lack of sleep. And when I was writing this down, I felt like Rod Parsley. I did. I, I, could, I could just hear his voice in my brain. Rod Parsley is a pastor where I went to school in Ohio when I did his online courses, when I got my associate's degree. It was his schooling and teaching and all the books that I read and studied, and I could just hear his voice in my mind. And I'm like, going, okay, Lord. But the church <laughs> has grown weary. The people have become weary. That's why they're not here. Right? It's a spell that the devil has got them underneath 
It's a tactic of the devil to keep them out of church. You know, I hear it all the time. I'm tired. It's my only day off. You know, I need that day of rest. It's the devil, because the devil's got you working and exerting yourself six days a week because of the taking over our government. You got to have two jobs to make a living. I went to the grocery store the other day and I bought like four items and I paid 90 bucks for it. I about died. I'm like, what the heck? I didn't even fill a, gar- a, a grocery bag. That's the devil. Making you work extra hard. Having the two jobs to make a living anymore. To be able to provide for your family and protect them. He's tiring you out. The Bible says don't grow weary in doing good works. That's something we must hold on to. Don't grow weary in doing good works. We need to find our rest, and our rest is in the Lord. See, when we get wrapped up in the world, we, get, we, don't, we don't have any rest or peace. Do you? You don't have any rest or peace. Our rest is in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Our rest is in the refuge of the Almighty, Psalms 46. That's where we find our rest and our refuge. King David had to seek it and find it. And he had to go into the temple at times to get it. Because he just wanted to be with God. Where streams of living waters flow. Where the river of life flows. Out of the throne of God. But the problem the church is having is that they've grown weary because they've fallen into the devil's trap. If I could tire out God's people, I can keep them from coming to church. I can keep them from hearing the word of God. I can keep them, even if they're 5, 10, 15 minutes late, hearing something or worshiping. Worship is a warfare. And if I can get them to miss worship, then that's one less thing that I have to worry about. I've won that battle. That's why I heard Rod Parsley speaking in my mind. (laughs) I can hear him preaching this word. What happens is they decide that we could just sleep in a little bit until one day they just decide not to come at all anymore. I do know this, what the Bible says is true, that we should not grow weary in doing good. Philippians 3, chapter 4, verse, chapter 3, verse 14, it says, Let us press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called us. Heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let us press on. Paul wouldn't have said that in the Bible if there wasn't something there 
trying to hold you back, trying to keep you from reaching the finish line or the goal. We have to press on. That means we have to press through something to get somewhere. Amen? Amen. We have to press through something to get to the finish line. We have to push our way through. We have to be persistent. We have to be constant. We have to not let up the pressure. That means there's something in front of you holding you back to keeping you from from completing your mission or reaching your destiny or wanting to divert you so you don't get there because they know when you get there that you will be victorious. That you will have victory. But if we give up when the pressure gets hot, if we fall back, that's no good for us. Because then we just got to, now it's even harder to press in. Harder to press through. Harder to get the wheels going, get the blood flowing. Now you got to get, now you really got to press in and work. We got to press through. There's things in our lives and in your lives that you will go through that you have to press through. You have to press through certain things in your life in order for you to be victorious. You have to not give up. You have to not listen to the naysayers. You have to press in and keep pushing forward no matter who says anything about you. Or to you, you don't take those words that you're not going to be worth anything when you grow up. Or you're not, gonna, you're not worthy. Or you're just a hopeless cause. Look at me in my life. I've had that spoken up over me by an uncle one time. I overheard him tell my mother that your son is going to end up being nothing. And I overheard that. And that stuck with me. And it affected me. Because I looked up to that man. But now I've learned that if I didn't press through, if I don't press through situations like that in your life, you have to, you have to get rid of that stuff. Give it over to God. And first you have to know God and you've got to trust Him. And you got to believe his word and not the word of somebody else. And you got to know who you are. You got to know who you are. Don't accept words like that in your life. Has anybody ever spoken over you things like that? And if you've spoken over anybody's life like that, ask forgiveness. Say, I'm sorry. I forgive. Forgive me. I have spoken an ill word over your life. I don't want to hold you back from your destiny that God has for you. Amen? Amen. You don't want to hold anybody back because you don't know. Ephraim could be the next man on Mars. He could be the first man on Mars. We don't know. He could be the president of the United States. The girls can be the president of the United States. You know, you don't know. 
You're still young. You've got a whole life ahead of you. You don't know. God has got great plans for you. Plans for you to prosper and be in good health. Amen? Just remember this. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And that there is nothing anybody can say or do that can take that away from you. If you know Jesus Christ and you made him your Lord and Savior, then you're a king's kid. And don't forget it. You have an You have an inheritance in heaven that's greater than any inheritance here on this earth. They can take your house, they can take your car, they can take your land, it doesn't matter. Because you know that in heaven you have things that are greater than this earth can ever give. Amen? Greater than anything that this world can give you is waiting for us up there in heaven with our Lord Jesus Christ. Greater things. We've got greater things up there that we can't even imagine. You know, all we know and we see is what's around us. And what we have and what others have. And what we admire or would like to have. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's true. I see things I'd like to have and it's probably a good thing I don't have them. (laughs) Right? We can't get wrapped up in that. Because we have a goal. We have to press through that stuff. That's just material things. we got to press through it to the spiritual things, to the things that are important. Amen? Amen. What I do know is that we don't need to grow weary in doing good. What I do know is that we got to press. Sometimes we got to exert pressure against the forces of evil that are holding us back. In order to get to our destination. One thing I know that we got to work at it. The other thing I know is in Hebrews chapter 10. Verses 19 through 39. And I'm going to close with this. It says, therefore brothers. Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place. By the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way. Open for us through the curtain. That is his body. Do you know something? Jesus' body is the curtain. Jesus' body was broken for you. He is the curtain. You know what happened when Jesus gave up the ghost on the cross and he said it is finished and the earth shook and the temple tore. But look at this. You would think because of the earth shook that the temple, if it was an earthquake, the temple curtain would have torn from the bottom up, right? Because it was the earth was splitting this way. But it didn't. It tore from the top down because God shook the earth from heaven. It said that the temple curtain was torn in two from the top to the bottom. Not from the bottom to the top. Jesus' body is a curtain. Do you know what the curtain was? When the curtain was around the temple of God, the curtain was so important that you couldn't see light when you went into the Holy of Holies, into the temple of God. There was a curtain around the Holy of Holies. The only thing that was in the middle of the Holy of Holies was the Ark of the Covenant. What was in the Ark of the Covenant was the Ten Commandments. 
was Aaron's staff and there was manna. That was in the Ark of the Covenant. That was on the inside of the Ark of the Covenant. And when God came down, it said that God filled the temple and that light shone. He filled the temple. But that curtain was so thick around that Holy of Holies that it didn't let light in or light out. And only one person, the high priest, once a year would go in there make sacrifices for the whole nation of Israel. And you know what they would do to the priests? Because the Holy of Holies was so holy, they would tie a rope and a bell around his ankle. And they put the bell there around the ankle of the high priest because if the high priest wasn't right with God, he would walk into the Holy of Holies. You can hear the bell ringing. You mean he was still alive. But when the bell stopped ringing, they knew he was dead, and the rope was so they could pull him out of the Holy of Holies. That's how holy God is. That's how powerful God is. But Jesus, the body that was broken for us, tore the temple in two so that we can now go into the entrance of the Holy of Holies and talk with God and sup with God and speak with God. He made a way where there was no way. Jesus did miracles for us. His body was broken for us. His blood was shed for us. So that we can now go to God boldly with faith and ask for petitions and prayers. The creator of the universe who set this whole thing in motion, who's coming back, who says that every knee will bow and every tongue confess when we see him coming on the clouds. That's going to be a great day. It's going to be a scary day. It's going to be a scary day for those that did not accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and live for him because it's going to be a day of judgment. For some, it'll be a day of judgment. For some, it'll be a day of rejoicing. All right, back to the scriptures. Let us draw near God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider... I need a light up here. (laughs) And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together. Did you hear that? Let us not give up meeting together. It is so important that we meet together because it builds your faith. Church is to build your faith, to give you, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Let there be light. <laughs> Amen. But let us not forsake gathering together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and in all the more as you see the day approaching. 
So we should be gathering more and more on a more frequent basis than just Sunday. We should be building our faith up and encouraging one another because the day of the Lord is near. I mean, you, I mean, people in the world see it. You don't have to be a Christian to realize that things aren't right in the world and something's going to happen. That Jesus is coming back soon, you know? It's true. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment, what I said earlier, and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. So listen. Take heed that verse. You don't want to be an enemy of God. Trust me, I've been burned. It's no fun. It is not pleasant. It is painful. And it hurts. All right? The lake of fire, what happened to me is nothing like being in the lake of fire. Where you have to gnaw your tongue. I mean, have you ever bit your tongue? Have you ever just bit your tongue or your cheek? And we're like, oh, man, that hurt like hell. Right? Well, think about it. When you're in the lake of fire and you're gnawing on your tongue because of the pain is so bad. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's not a place to be and you don't want to be an enemy of God. You've got to be on the right side here. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him, and who, was, who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. A dreadful thing to fall into the hands of a living God for those who have trampled his son, who have denied the spirit of grace, who has insulted the spirit of grace, who has treated his blood unholy. It's a dreadful thing. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you stood your ground in great contest, contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecutions, and other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had a better and lasting possession. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Do not throw it away. Press on. Press in. Amen? Amen. Press in.
Press on. Don't throw it away. Don't let the ways of this world wear you down to where they pull you away from God. Because they will. That's what this world wants to do is kill, steal, and destroy. Remember the devil, he's the one who's in charge of this world right now. He's the prince of this world. <clears throat> when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Jesus empowers you. He gives you his authority to take over the devil. Don't forget that. You have more power in you than you know. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, stand your ground, press in, don't let them deceive you. So do not throw your confidence away. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, it will not be pleased. I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Amen? We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we are of those who believe and are saved. God will save us from all this, from everything going on around us. All we have to do is believe and press in. And don't, don't fall back. Don't look back. You know what happens when you look back? You turn to a pillar of salt. Lot's wife looked back. What happened to her? It didn't go too well. When she was warned, don't look back. Get out of the city. Go to Zoar. Don't look back. Get out of the city. Take your family. Take your friends. Get as many as you can and go. Gather them up. It was just Lot, his wife, and his daughters. His wife looked back. She turned to a pillar of salt. Don't look back. Press on. Press forward. Once you get that momentum going, keep it going. Keep the fire burning. You know, you got to keep a fire fed with wood in order to keep it burning. But God promises that if that wood gets all the way down to a small little ember, that he will not extinguish even the smallest ember. You hold on and you hope and you press in to God and to his kingdom. Amen. Hold on to that little ember. If that's all you got, that little bit of faith is all you got, hold on to it and don't let it go. Believe the word of God. It's true and amen. Believe the word of God. It's true and amen. More prophecies are being fulfilled on a daily basis out of this thing than any other book in history. It's the greatest selling book in the world. It's been being sold for 6,000 years. It's still number one every year. Nothing can compare to the Bible. Amen? Amen? And nothing can compare to our God, because our God is greater than any other God in the world. You hear that? Our God is greater than any other God this world has to offer. Amen. There is no other God in the history of the world that you can go to a different country and you can cast out a demon. You can't do it by the name of Buddha. 
You can't do it by the name of Zan or whatever. Only Jesus. Demons have to flee by the name of Jesus. There's power in that word. There's power in that name. And they will bow and be cast out in Jesus' name. There's power in the name of Jesus. You know, there's power in the blood, <laughs> power in the name. So, Father, I thank you and praise you for this day. I probably went on too long, Lord. <clears throat> but I'm trusting in you and I'm believing in you. That, Lord, what I said that's of you that would stick with us. That, Lord God, that you would reign in our day today, that you would reign in our days to come, in all the days that you've allotted us, that you would always reign, because you do reign, Lord God. And I pray that you would just, Lord God, uh, speak to our hearts. Anything that I've said that's not of you would fall away, and anything that I did say that's of you, that you would stick right to our hearts, that we would have it hidden in our hearts. And Lord, I pray that those that need, Lord God, a recommitment to you, that, Lord God, that we would recommit our lives today to you. And it's as simple as saying, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I want to live for you 100%. Forgive me of my weariness, Lord God. Help me not grow weary in doing good. But help me, Lord God, to overcome weariness. To press into you. Lord, I just need to, I just need to say, Lord, forgive me. For being weary, for being weary. Forgive me for not being in your word like I should or on my knees like I should in prayer. Lord, I want to I want to commit my life to prayer. I want to commit my 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 mind to your word. So that way I can hide it in my heart and I can have it in my brain. Lord God, that I can use it, Lord God, as a tool to help me keep pressing forward, Lord God, into your kingdom. And to help bring those that are lost to salvation to the light. Let us run to the light. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. Amen?